I don't, uh, I don't, even though I believe Jesus is the only way to heaven, I don't tell other people, because personally, I don't give a fuck if they get to heaven. Like, I think you, you should go to church. Yes. I go to church, but, but you my know idea of heaven is being up in a cloud with a harp and shit and watching That's all my friends being raped by the devil. So, obviously, very sad day. Um, you know, Nick was the person that introduced me to Norm. I think, like, I took a and Nick is eating keto bread right now. Actually, what's going on here? Just doing a little sosh meats. Okay, so um, <laughs> we don't do enough of that BTS. Uh, Pat, you okay? Yeah, when he was asking me for bread out of my house to bring out here to the studio, I thought, and I actually brought a plastic fork, he needed bread to scoop up some of that uh, pesto pasta that he'd ordered, and I wasn't going to give him the bread unless he gave me a bite of that pesto pasta. So I feel like it was a lose-lose on my part. Yeah, now he's yeah. crunching away or whatever in the microphone. It's no, no worse sound than someone eating into a microphone. Ultimately, though, Pat, oh, it's, 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 it's uh, your fault. Because okay. zombies in your neighborhood stole my stole Uber Eats. Yeah, you got to check the ring out. Um, I think it's, you know. Do you uh, call the Uber company to see if they dropped it off? I was texting with the dude. Yeah. We had it. I said, by the white gate. He said, okay, cool. He kept calling me. He was like, I need a pin. I texted him pin. He's like, thanks. Got it. You do. You got to get the bread out of your mouth. But but listen. That light would have gone on if it was dropped off at the... At, at I the, think it's a user error kind of thing. And by user, I mean he's a piece of shit driver who didn't do it. Do you but, remember the time Nick put... He was supposed to get us to my buddy Greg Hasty's house after the Dodger game. And we ended up on the whole other side of town. <laughs> and then he got indignant and mad at us when... Well, he was shit-faced at that's that That's true. Yeah. But I'm saying the same thing's happening And speaking here. of shit-faced, you may lament the bad negotiating you've done, or maybe not the bad negotiating, just the negotiating that didn't turn out in your favor. Had you not gotten those two pieces of bread, and he'd been going on bang, white claw, Could and an empty ugly. stomach, I mean, we would be talking to a... You want to talk about zombies? He'd be a zombie in seven minutes if it weren't for that carbless bread he is eating right now. Mm, still could happen, I guess. Yeah. 23 minutes. All right. So Norm MacDonald has passed away today. Um, uh, me and Nick's relationship started at Corolla. I think I took a liking to Nick because he was the one that showed me Norm MacDonald. And I was kind of like, I've never seen anything this funny in my entire life. Um, you know, I love Curb. I love Larry. He's a great observer. But I, I don't think there's really a comedic mind on this planet quite like Norm MacDonald. Um you know, I, I used to give people shit because I, a guy that I worked with was crying that Anthony Bourdain had died. Um, and I was like, you don't know the guy. And I didn't cry, but as the day went on, I was just like really sad that he had, he had left. Um, and kind of a crazy story. Me and Nick got to meet Norm when he came in to do an episode of Corolla. Uh, he was coming on to plug a memoir that he convinced Adam was up for a Pulitzer. Some people may not know Adam Carolla. It's the Adam Carolla show. He's a former L.A. radio guy yeah. who was uh, considered line. to many the, the godfather of podcasting. Yeah. Just a little bit. One of the godfathers of podcasting, definitely. Um, but anyways, Norm came in, Coke in hand, and... Um, uh, soda. Yeah. 
what form would the coke be if it was cocaine what would it what would it look like in his hand just was it was it a pile of coke okay so he had a coca-cola in his hand um a trademark beverage of his and he i was holding the door for him and he like coughed or sneezed i don't remember specifically the memory um but i said you all right norm and he said no i'm dying and i thought that he was just joking but that was like five years ago and he's had cancer for nine and Mm. he has done that bit subversively telling people that he's been dying for such a long time and he's been private about it but kind of joking with himself about it um in a therapeutic really beautifully hilarious way he's just just an unbelievable human being and i'm so sad that he's he's gone he likely wouldn't have done much i think he was content with sitting at the house eating ice cream and count chocula and gambling on shit but um it's sad that we're not going to see him pop up anymore uh you know i Last, I was like, I don't think he's done anything in a while. He did actually have a, a talk show yeah. on Netflix for a minute. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if he got bored or their algorithm wasn't getting him enough views. But I well, I, I mean, and I don't want to do like a tribute to Norm tonight. I do. You want to do a full? Not one? a full episode. Yeah, I mean, this is my tribute. Right. We'll we'll do. I think we'll sprinkle in some Norm clips throughout the week because I, I didn't have time today. I have so many favorites that are just unbelievably hilarious but one of my favorites was when he went on the view to talk about why he was being canceled and that show was in danger of being canceled which it ultimately was um him joking about um how roseanne needed to talk to louis um we'll get into it but he said you'd have to have down syndrome to think that um the victims of louis had it worse than louis and he needed to go on an apology tour he went on the view and put mints in his mouth as you apologize for using the word Down syndrome. The words. The word Down syndrome. Um, yeah, no, it was. we'll play it at a later date. Uh, uh, my favorite was his Saturday Night Live years, although I do love the film Dirty Work. I've bought it on DVD many times and lost it or given it to girlfriends as they'd move out. They'd take the copy of Dirty yeah. Work. Norm I is raped in Dirty Work, and he says, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> the people that rape. Ridiculous. <laughs> Way out of line. <laughs> Way out of line. Which I think is a lesson how victims of rape shouldn't feel embarrassed. It's not on you. It's no, on, it's, it's on, on them. It's the way out of line to rape somebody. It's he was not getting okay. a lot of love today on the socials. I was shocked at, yeah, I follow uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and he did this uh, most creative one that I saw. He did all the characters that he did on Saturday Night Live, which I forgot He's hor- he was horrible at impressions when he do Burt Kind Reynolds. of, but he was... He, he made it his own. Like, Bert was so funny because Norm was doing it. You should have seen his Bob Dole. Bob his Dole, Bob Dole was bad. Oh, no. It was wonderful. Bob Dole would cry, and he always had him holding the pencil. I think uh, Bob <laughs> Dole, like, one of his arms was in real life was he paralyzed. He did a Tarantino that was fucking flawless. Flawless I'm, Tarantino. He did what, like, comedic impressionists do well right. there, there's some dunnigan. accurate impression dunnigan does it yeah they're accurate impressionists who can do the voice well but he was funny he just highlights something and his burt reynolds is like burt reynolds is a piece self-inflated piece of shit <laughs> right. and and norm nailed that without yeah. trying to do his voice in any respect right, right. it was just his voice with a mustache <laughs> uh and 
you mentioned how he had a show on Netflix and you're like, I don't know why the algorithm did pick it up. The reason it got picked up in general is because it it was wildly fanatic. The, the fans of the podcast, which it was bore out of, Norm MacDonald Live, my favorite podcast of all time, literally something I would watch live on Monday nights when I was in Minneapolis at my 9 to 5 and spurred me along with Conor McGregor and a number of other podcasts I listened sure. to to quit my job, drive out here in my car, live in it for a while to pursue a dream in podcasting, and one day meet him, which I did, and pussed out and didn't ask him to sign my book or get a picture. But I did, did point out that the producer, the Adam Carolla show, Gary Smith, looked like his sidekick, Adam Egan. He's like, oh, yeah, he does. Uh, but I, I love Norm. But the reason uh, Norm MacDonald has a show didn't kind of get traction is because it was a tamped-down corporate version of the yeah. wild, untamed Norm that was doing it on YouTube. Right. Like, he couldn't even go... An, Five percent as far as he was going. There were no Hitler jokes there, on the Netflix Norm there show. There were some jokes, and again, we'll bring them in. But like, just unbelievably funny. Um, just but so crass, but brilliantly crass. Like the joke: um, a man was uh, caught today. Um, he was on acid and cut his own penis off. And Norm's like, when we were a kid, we just did acid. We didn't have to chop our fucking cocks off. I mean, just crazy stuff like that. Um, he, he talked about how uh, he was there when Don Rickles was on his deathbed. And he, he's <laughs> yeah. like, I, I went to pay my last respects. And I, I leaned over and I, I, I whispered in his ear. He's like, I, I love you. I respect you so much. I like, thank you for being my life. And, and Don looked up at him and he replied, <laughs> Uh, my favorite one is sometimes you hear other comedians share stories of their personal interactions with him. Mm -hmm. My favorite one was when Artie Lang was his opener. And this is like 20 years ago. And they're in San Francisco. And Artie's kind of like a little bit more wild or, or perceived as a little bit more wild on stage. And Norm went up to him and was like, hey, Marty, uh, Artie. Uh, cool it with the gay stuff. <laughs> We're in San Francisco. And Artie's like, he actually felt really bad. He's like, oh my God, I, I don't want to fuck up because, you know, Norm's helping me out and all. First joke, uh, Norm goes out and he's like, hey, San Francisco, how's the AIDS? <laughs> well, and he also did a joke in San Francisco about um, there were these two parents. He saw uh, two parents at a gay pride par a parade. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm so emotional. They had a sign that said, uh, we're proud of our gay son. And all jokes aside, you know, it is difficult for people to come out and they should be proud of it. But Norm was like, that's an odd thing to be proud of. It's not really an accomplishment. You know, like uh, dad goes, oh, you know, our boy Johnny's doing really well. He's articling at a law firm. And uh, oh, yeah, he loves cock. I got a picture of him right here sucking another guy's cock. I would. I didn't know. Uh, did that just come out today, or had that been known that he's had cancer for nine years? Uh, it came out today that he pulled a, uh, a Chadwick Boseman kind of thing, where he was just very private about it. Andy I have, Kaufman. I have mixed feelings uh, but, about it. Hang on, hang on. One I, I asked that question uh, to lead into something that uh, right around nine years ago, maybe when he was diagnosed, he went on Mark Maron's WTF, and the large portion of the discussion was surrounding death. And they, they talked about this book that like, I think about all the time, Ernest Becker's denial of death, where the whole premise is that he's like a 19 or a 20th century German philosopher. And he talked about how 
everyone's goal in life is to essentially leave something that will go on longer than themselves. Like some people choose children. Some people choose religion that think they will give them eternal life. Some people get like way more kind of my, myopic. They, they just choose their sports team and they pour everything into that. Right, right, and right. he just was upset. He had read that book and Mark Maron would always bring up that book. And they talked about that a lot. And it might've been right around. I bet it lines up right around right. the time he was diagnosed. Do you have any kids? No. One kid named oh. Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good athlete. Mm. Basketball. Was he married at the time? I should have I done know. some research. I don't know. He seemed like he'd, uh, he'd had a couple divorces, I think. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, I feel a, a toxic man he privately. tough to live <laughs> Yeah, with. he was addicted to gambling. Um, and listen, we'll bring in some Norm clips. I, I don't think I, I, I know I haven't done any joke that we've talked about justice. Me neither. Um, so I did my Dad Reckles one. But yeah, what, that was what, good. What you're hearing is that we were influenced by a guy. And we, makes and we us lost not, him today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say my favorite appearance of his... Uh, he was on Conan O'Brien. He did, he's done Conan like 20 times. Yeah. Um, and there was an actress who used to be on Melrose Place. Yeah, I who, remember that. Who did a movie with Carrot Top. And, and Norm was always allowed to stay on panel uh, when the second guest came out. And he just took over the interview and he just, just shit jab, jab, jab. all jab. over the movie, just made fun of it. Uh, he's, he's already shitting on it. He has everybody in the building rolling. And he's like, uh, uh, Conan's like, stop, Norm, stop. He's like, to the actress, I cannot remember her name. He's like, hey, what, uh, what's the movie called? And uh, she's like, chairman of the board. And, uh, and Conan goes, hey, Norm, you got anything for that one? And he goes, I bet board spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> Just without hesitation. He, yeah, so incredible. fast, so brilliant. And like, a good dude. Um, you said you had complicated thoughts of him being private about the the illness. Oh well, I was gonna say because you feel bad. Like, all right, part of me, it's it's how I do it. Like, I don't need to be putting this out on social. I'm going through uh, ke uh, chemo or nothing. Yeah. That's the way I do it. Uh, I'll confess. Uh, but um, the other way is if they're talking about it, it lets other people know. Hey, go get checked or all this other stuff. Keeping it hidden. Uh, doesn't let other people that may because Norm had a certain audience where maybe the guys would have been like, "Hey, I'm like Norm's age. Maybe if he, he's busting balls over, go get checked. Go get your balls checked. Go get fingered by your doctor and your bum." Yeah, I don't ever think that he would really uh, be the uh, the PSA. Uh, That's why I said I had type. mixed feelings. Right. I I I kind of respect someone who just they do it quietly. Yeah, uh, I haven't thought about it like you just said. How like oh it could spur on others uh, to go get checked. But I think it's a much more uh, worthy endeavor to not, uh, and this shouldn't be how it's thought of if you're sick, if you want to share with your loved ones, but to burden the loved ones and sadden them and stuff. Uh, I think the people closer to him are more important than the people who should go out and get checked anyways. Get get some fingers right. up your butt. You're yeah, 40. Right. Yeah, get a finger up your ass. And uh, we we miss Norm. Rest in peace. Uh, like he said, heaven is him on a cloud with a harp um, looking at his friends getting raped by the devil. So I'm sure he's having a good time up there. But speaking of... Uh, oh, this is another podcast show. I'm Dylan Settled Up next to One Real, Nicholas Davis. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Pat Pierce's podcast over behind my class. Hey, everybody. It's How are you? Nice to have you. Goof about, uh, whatever is this on the free feed? Uh, no. It is Patreon. So this clip about Norm will be it will be isolated and put it on his own YouTube clip. Uh, speaking of dealing with things privately, 
Um, I think we all more or less agree that this is the more honorable route. Um, it leads me into another comedian who I love and who I am very, very sad to see. Ian K. Just fall down a fucking drain of late. That is one John Mulaney. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Mulaney's been on a bit of a coke bender. Uh, he uh, has been romancing with Olivia Munn, and oh, he's gotten a divorce. All this stuff's going on. Well, uh, admittedly, he's been in like twelve different treatments over the year, or twelve different stints in. Uh, it's one of these weird things where like he used to do coke a lot as a kid because he grew up affluent in like connecticut um destined for saturday night live that kind of guy a catholic smart comedian but um talk about a cult of celebrity the the kind of whatever the opposite of of private dealings sounds like you're souring on him dylan i am souring on him he went on seth meyers to talk about his quote eventful year and it made me honestly sick and i was talking to you about this i've lamented uh with a concerning lack of empathy uh addicts many times i i find them to be unbelievably annoying i find them to be and again i know it's a disease um i know i'm wrong but i just you know this is a close circle um I just I can't do the talks of of how you should get how this helped me life tips all this fucking this this Dylan are you annoyed by people in your personal circle that are addicts or just people that you're aware of that talk both. about okay both and I have a friend who's an addict who's not annoying but more often than not they they just have this energy of this, this preoccupation and obsession with getting better that I cannot relate to because I'm fine. I don't have a drinking problem. Leave me alone. So anyways, John goes on Seth Meyers to talk about his eventful year and it is nauseating. Let's take a watch. You guys stop me whenever you want. And I should say there are some funny moments in this, but most of it I think will just make you guys sick. We're thrilled to have our first guest here with us tonight. He's an Emmy-winning comedian and writer. You know from his work on Saturday Night Live, Oh Hello on Broadway, and Netflix's John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Please welcome back to the show our very good friend, John Mulaney. Before I pile on with you, I also have loved John Mulaney as a comedian since his first uh, special, New in Town. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, Oh Hello, I went to live with my sister. Incredible. in LA, sat next to uh, what's the Josh Groban and oh. the the girl from when I was thinner, people told me I looked like him all the time. Yeah, uh, and, and the girl from Two Broke Girls uh, with the Cat giant, Dennings, Cat Dennings, Cat Dennings and Josh Groban. We didn't go with them. We just happened to sit by. You them. didn't go with them. Uh, some people at You're home. not Grobanite. <laughs> uh, I didn't say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, what an I, intense name for a fan, a I, Grobanite. I love John Mulaney. The the lore of him trying to get Bill Hader to crack yeah. when he was doing Stefan by fun. writing stuff on the cue cards. Love John Mulaney. Does Seth, I will pile on with. Does you. Seth uh, Seth have a bubble ass? He's got a little skinny little face. He looks like he has a bubble butt. All right, take it easy. Take right. it easy. I saw the what studio he saw. Uh, <laughs> a while back. 
I'm told that I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you was, had a year. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let me um, rewind because there's the first thing where he's setting him up. He, no, Mulaney kind of jokes about how like he's been in a drug fueled haze. Like, oh, I, I was told that I was here. John, please stop. You were in studio, uh, <laughs> a while back. I'm told that I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you was, had a year. Yeah. It's nice to see you. It's great to see you as well. How are you? It's good. We've talked a fair amount, but I haven't seen you for for a good long time. No, it's been a while. I I did. I packed a lot into this. Is it September now? It is. Uh, it is September. September. Yeah. Okay. So since last September, uh, I went to rehab in September. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got out in October. I move out of my home for my ex-wife. I host Saturday Night Live on Halloween. Yeah. I relapse on drugs after the show. <laughs> not directly after, I just mean not, you know, after. Hey, stop it. Talk, well talk about white events. person well problems. Um, you have this is infuriating. It's infuriating. I, I, I can't stand this guy. By the way, this conversation, this ain't for talk show late night. No, I'm always, it is I'm the not. one always uh, saying, hey, how about some real chat? But this is still to try and send a message out. There's a reason for this interview and how it's going. It's like, look, I'm fine. I'm, you can hire me now. I can have a Netflix show. Look how together I have it. That's what I'm feeling right now. And I don't like that Seth, who's a personal friend, is helping him out with this. It's the networks uh, being like, we have a cash cow who is fucking himself up we need to protect him and allow him to do this yeah so now it's going to be super fucking awkward as he no one's laughing because they don't know there are funny? three people it's not funny he just got out of all this stuff they're trying to make light of it but he's been kind of a piece of shit and it is this weird thing where like he went to rehab so it's weird to joke about it also he treated his ex-wife like shit um and is now hooking up with like a pseudo celebrity like olivia munn's not working like i i don't know why uh like accidentally yeah, accidentally impregnating olivia money Munn talk. Is, is such a fucking feather in your cap you were married to someone who had an art gallery or something but anyways this whole thing is just really sick but let's let's watch a little bit more i've always said to me yes the halloween show of snl is sacrosanct you can't <laughs> there's that's you cannot be under the influence of anything on that. Exactly. You have to be stone cold sober. I didn't. So there, it's not no one laughing. There's no studio There's audience. There's no studio. Oh man, I cannot believe anybody would watch Seth Meyers' show late night. No studio audience. Yeah. I'm sorry, not sequitur. Okay, so you're coming out of that. I, I hosted that. I did relapse back onto drugs after that, and then I'm told I took a job here. Mm -hmm. uh, and. You know, I know, I, I remember doing, you asked me to do Royal Watch, News of the Real Life Crown. <laughs> um, and I hope, how's that segment going? Is, we, it's, you know, it's on hold. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Peacock know, is interested. Oh, I'm sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> what isn't Peacock interested? <laughs> it's funny. Um, but wrong place to say that. By a lot of right. yeah. I continued using drugs. Uh, you and some other friends staged an intervention, as mm -hmm. you recall. I went to rehab again, this time for two months. I got out in February. I lived in sober living for another month and a half. Now, just really quickly, there's like another minute or so, but like another part of this is the gross, the gross cult of celebrity thing where it's like cool because the people that staged an intervention, <clears throat> excuse me, are 
the people from SNL. You know, it was like, this isn't a sad intervention. This is a cool it's Hollywood funny. intervention. It's fucking disgusting. Then we'll get to the announcement of his new child. Here we go. Um, uh, the insurrection was on January 6th, but I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. That, that was actually, I was away when that happened. Yeah, like you, 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 you can't be late at your doorstep. No, and it wouldn't have happened on my watch. There never was, there was never an insurrection before I went to rehab. And have they done it since I got out? Not once. They wouldn't dare. It Baby wouldn't, Jay's yeah. back on the streets. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, then in the spring, I went to Los Angeles mm -hmm. and uh, uh, met and started to date a wonderful woman named Olivia. Who I know well. Yes, a you lovely know woman. Olivia Munn very well. Uh, of Money Talks podcast fame. I met her actually for the first time thing? in life no. at your wedding. I yes. just wanted to, to get that joke Alexa, again. Your wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's nice something good came out of the wedding. Um, <laughs> isn't that, that's just a clean, good joke all around. That's a fun joke all hey, around. It's a fun, it's a fun joke. Sorry, sorry. You know, I don't follow his work as closely as the both of you. Yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine a, a world where this man makes people laugh. Incredibly funny. Watch his Netflix specials with Sheree. I'm not kidding. It, it's... I don't know. There's there's some of my favorite brilliant jokes because I, I don't like him. He's pretty pretentious. He, he's in a mode where he's gotten so much adoration that he is so on the high horse, and it's this weird uh, dissonance where it's like, you, dude, you're at a low point. This is nothing to have shoulders back and chest out about. He has a a bit. It's so funny. It's about uh, forensic evidence making crime so much <laughs> harder to commit. When back in like the um, who was that famous bank robber that Johnny Depp played? Uh, it was filmed in Wisconsin. Regardless, like uh, there's a bit about um, you know someone would come into a room or an inspector would be in a room and somebody would run in and public go, enemy. Public enemy. Uh, someone goes, uh, Captain, there's a pool of the killer's blood in the next room. And the captain goes, yuck, mop it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there are so, he has so many hilarious observations. But anyways, let's get to the uh, announcement of his Pat, channel. can you, before, like, next week, watch New in Town with your wife. I'm you telling know, you, I promise. I, Nick, we have two minutes left, or 2% left on this on this computer. So I, I, I beg really, you. If Nick didn't know this already, Nick, I have a really dark sense of humor that needs to be stretched. I need, like, to be in an elevator and four people come in and then someone farts to make me laugh. I, I can't, uh, like, observation humor does not make okay, me laugh. Okay, please, please humor. can we shut the fuck up because there's 2% on this computer. Her? Yes, it's a great joke for her. And you'll you'll have fun with it at home tonight. <laughs> Um, and uh, she got to date me right out of recovery, mm -hmm. which is what they call a reverse catch. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> no, but I'm sorry, but it was non-coked up Bambi version of me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been very incredible. And she's kind of held my hand through that hell. Um, and we're having a baby together. Thanks. Thanks. Congratulations to both. It of was. You. I was nervous when I was about to say the news. <laughs> That's why I looked down and then I looked up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like it wasn't that you like forgot it or anything. You no. Were, no. No. It's, uh, really, yeah. it's really thrilling. I'm gonna be a dad. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. Well, dude, get your shit together because <laughs> now you got a fucking kid and you gotta be responsible now. So I know it's fun. The comments under this YouTube video are 
adoration. No, no, no. They're brilliantly defamatory. Oh, nice. Um, you know the the draw the the race thing did get brought up. You know, it's a prerequisite. Or it's a yeah, Racing. it's a prerequisite. What's the race thing? Well, you were like white oh, people problem. Oh, this is a white person oh. problem. Like, oh, I was addicted to coke, but then my friends at SNL's writer room stepped in and helped me. I went to a five thousand dollar a day rehab facility and didn't come into contact with a single law enforcement officer one time. Um, but then there are people that are just like, dude. This entire segment is one giant red flag and nothing to joke about. So anyways, it's just such a stark contrast, like Norm being private about cancer. Not that you could make that really funny, but then this weird like Norm could make it funny. Younger person thing where Seth invites him on to joke about his his drug use and his divorce and his new wedlock bastard baby it's all just so gross well here's something interesting to think about so he claims like hey seth yeah you knew me uh when i wasn't on drugs and then i started doing drugs and then now i'm not doing drugs uh a comedian has a like a, a method and a lot of his shit could have been writ written while he was intoxicated or under some kind of uh, outside uh you know, influence. influence. I, yeah. I, I like what you're surmising, but like his in his first stand up, he quit drinking when he was like 21. Uh, because he, he, he has a thing. He, he goes, I stopped drinking when I was in high school because I used to black out and ruin parties, which really hit home for me. But so he stopped drinking and he didn't fall off the wagon again until he became famous. Like it, like once the adoration started pouring in, mm. then he got fucked up. Anyways, he's new in town. It's not uh, observation. He's a great storyteller. He, I hope that everybody self aware. He used to be. I hope that everybody found that to be uh, nauseating. And uh, sorry that that wasn't that hilarious. But um, yeah, just gross, gross stuff. Speaking of, um, uh, we can move on to something that's hilarious. I think both of the things that you guys have brought this evening are funny. Uh, do we want to begin with uh, a woman we haven't seen in a long, long time? Oh, you're talking about my. Uh my friend Drew Barrymore? Our friend Drew Barrymore, America's mm -hmm. friend Drew Barrymore. We've known her since she was a little child. Former uh, guest of Norm MacDonald has a show on Netflix, An Amazing Hour. Is that right? That's the best episode of that show. Okay. As the audience knows, I'm in love with the Drew Barrymore daytime talk show. It's called the Drew Barrymore Show. Sure. Not because it's good, but because I'm enthralled with how little effort has been put into producing it. There is zero producing going on. The extent of producing is something like this. Drew is cute. Drew is likable. Drew is, Drew is famous. Let's have all her friends come on the show and let them just talk. And when the friends aren't there, we'll do things like watching Drew clean stains. Yeah, she's so big into stains. Cleaning stains is a reoccurring segment on the drew barry moore show and it's called i, I believe it's called uh, play the play the beginning of this real quick because she has a, a chiron stands drew stands for stains for stray hands. yeah they changed that title because sure, yeah, michael yeah, yeah. he's not going to actually be on this clip because his video went out right, right but right. she has his jacket with mustard on it <laughs> got okay. it got it now, I was excited when this daytime talk show 
was uh, greenlit for a season two, which debuted three weeks ago. Sure. Um, let me just give the audience some information about this show. It's on CBS. It, um, it's meant to elevate and inspire people. In every segment, uh, it'll be human interest stories and the lifestyle of celebrity guests. And it'll be anchored, use that loosely, by Drew Barrymore. Get this. Her ratings were through the fucking roof in 2020. Yeah. Hence, uh, I guess she's really blowing up in the demo of uh, 25 to 44. She's got an outrageous... Uh, what's that rating on, uh, on those? Q score? Yeah, yeah. It's like through the roof, which she deserves this. And she deserves the money that she's being paid, which I believe is $20 million. I don't know where networks get this, this kind of fucking... This clip has 3,000 views on it. Is that right? 3,000. Well, I'm... We have clips that have more than this, and we are podcasters, not Drew Barrymore. Okay, so let's watch... All right, this is why I'm actually playing this. I, I And I don't want to be a dick. If people are watching it, and they're at home, and I always say, hey, I don't want any politics, and I actually don't... The Jerry Springer thing or Maury Povich, like, checking who impregnated who, that stuff is all gross to me and ugly. Cool. How about something a little bit softer, where I can, like, a friend that's just talking in the background, you know, making a, their favorite meatloaf dish or yeah, something like yeah. that. That's exactly what this is. It's a meatloaf sandwich. It's, it's like, just a comfort... It's comfort food. It doesn't offend anybody, but I will say... Only because I feel like I personally put more thought in production into a show in any given week mm -hmm. than Drew. Yeah. I get really mad at that. <laughs> so they basically, yeah. this show is called Drew Stands for Stains. Here, play play the, the segment, which goes on for six minutes. Six. It's her flagship segment. We know this. That's not the name of the segment. <laughs> my gosh, Michael, you drink your coffee and your green juice. I'm thinking you drink it like Robert Hayes in Airplane. Can <laughs> um, you pause so it super quick? Tell me Michael Strahan makes an appearance on this. I think he might show up when the Zoom's working a little bit later. Okay. But okay. he's not there now. That if, is it, insanity that yeah. they used his name. Because if that did, doesn't happen, this is just a... GMA awareness campaign. <laughs> the green juice right here. All right. You can see it sort of. We're zooming like in horrible. on a, a, All right. a jacket. With, yeah. <laughs> looks like puke. actually. Yeah. It looks like a baby throw up. A coffee stain. You don't want this on your jacket. You came to the right place. All right. I'm going to go warm. Ooh. Putting your hands in warm water is just the oddest sensation. No. Well, not the oddest. Putting though. your fist up a fat guy's asshole <laughs> is the oddest sensation. That's an odd one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially odd for the fat guy. Okay, so step one is put water on. Water's weird. Okay, now, now we get the uh, brand paying for, for the segment. Yes. Here. That's the disgusting part what of this, yeah. actually. Is an undyed viscosity. I do not want foam right now. I want the soap to go. Can you imagine her doing a run through an hour before they tape this? this. It's a buff pop. But what I have here again is there's no dye in this. So I do not want the dye to go into the jacket. All right. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. I have to say, I'm not against life hacks. I like those. She's good. 
Yeah? Yeah, she's good. I mean, definitely not good at, like, broadcasting a segment on this, but she is good at removing stains. She undoubtedly stands for stains. Yeah, undoubtedly. Do you think people should be tuning into this at 1230 on a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, because... It's for people who are turning into stuff, uh, tuning into stuff at 1230 on a Tuesday. Uh, there's a lot more. She got paid 20 million bucks for this. 20 million? Her and Kelly Clarkson are having a little battle on who's going to be paid more. She's worth $120 million, by the way. That's like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I'm actually going to go in the cold water because it doesn't have any soap. And I'm just gonna pat pat. Can you can you imagine? This. If I wipe it I know, with the paper towel, I'm actually enthralled. You're enthralled by this. Yeah. She's cleaning stains on a TV show. I know, but it's like. See, it already started to happen. It's like paper cottage cheese. That's not soap. I used the wrong material. I knew it. Sometimes I just do it to myself, you know. Okay, so we have a like, little mishap, but. See, this is this is like a horse race. I mean, this is she's missed a step. She's behind the pack. Let's see if she can get back to the top. She's legitimately embarrassed right now. Legitimately embarrassed. The stain is gone, but the wetness remains. Cindy. Okay. She calls to her producer. Okay. Meanwhile, Michael not doing well right now. Meanwhile, Michael Strahan. That's his jacket. He hasn't shown up yet. Okay, she's screaming. She's not handling the adversity well. And now we are taking a hair dryer to a jacket, which is a long, a lot, I mean. Hey, can you pause it? Because Now a, the hair dryer is literally not where, I mean, this is insanely bad TV. She'll get an it's Emmy for this. It's great TV, but it's She'll get so nominated bad. for an, em, an Emmy for this. Wow. I mean, the t like the gaffer, like all the electrical equipment, like the electrical equipment just shit out on her. This is live well, television. Well, she probably uh, stepped over the plug and disconnected the plug from the extension cord underneath That's a good on point. the floor. Do you mind if I fast forward? What a yeah. fucking idiot. Do you mind if I fast uh, sure, forward please, to see, uh, see, let's get to Strahan. And one for others. What a great gift for the holidays. Okay, so We're the jacket is soaking like, wet. What? So is Michael Strahan. He's back too. Hi, Michael. Hey, Drew. We lost you a little earlier, but it actually all worked out perfectly. And now you're in a location, a new location for a better connection. Yes, I am. No, he's in a closet. Not. For a much better connection. What do you think? I, you know what? Whoa. You know, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching with Jamie and you said your skills in Who's the kitchen. Jamie? Right your skills to getting the stain out are unbelievable. Wow, looks incredible. Well, Michael, I really wanted to impress you. You are someone I truly admire and just like, I think you're so rad and I had to like get this right for you. I was really feeling a lot of pressure and your collection by Michael Strahan that's now available at men's warehouses. Oh, stores. There we go. Okay. All wow. right. So this is why there needs to be a sitcom about this kind of work. I would call it a comedy of errors, but it wasn't funny. Can you imagine working on this show and the producers going, we've got a segment sponsored by two products, the soap, three, the soap, the buff sponge, undyed, and Michael Strahan's suit line. The zoom goes out a minute into the segment. Drew's hair dryer shits out. I mean, this day of work for the people on this set. 
is fucking hilarious. All to sell the audience. Like, she just wasted everybody's time in America watching this. I get what you're trying to do. You're not really trying to help people out with their stains, Drew. No. You're trying to sell some shit. And what CBS executive did Michael Strahan let bend him over to allow him to join their Illuminati where he gets plugs for his personal brand yeah. of suits. He so I don't know what this man did and I blame Brett Favre for rolling out that season and purposely giving him the sack record on the last play of the game. I do hey too. Nick, let's start releasing an episode of our show during the day. And let's see what happens, because it seems like a lot of dumb people are watching TV at 12. I mean, this is a half-assed version of another podcast Saturday night, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> when we have a mishap, when Dylan's cooking, then we cut to us in the living room gambling and drinking. Oh, you pitched that idea. Yeah, yeah and, and people are getting back to me. I'm really excited. I'm waiting for the call. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bated breath. What'd you say? We'll follow up? I'll follow up. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's but, happening. But listen, um, everybody support Drew. Um, because she's likable, she's likable. And you'll see more segments like this because what's happened with drew is that she's been cut a check for $20 million. And now what she's being subjected to, it's really a Faustian, uh, bargain here. It's a Faustian agreement. NBC now owns her. They can use her to peddle whatever fucking sponge soap or suit line they want her to peddle. And it is fucking hilarious. So we got to move on to the viral clip that took over the planet. That was Drew, please. The cat, the cat that fell from the rafters of the uh, Hurricanes Stadium football I would have passed on it, but but now that you brought it up, we do have to watch. You're going to have to Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just set it up. Set it up while I'm uh, guggling. I'm going to set it up by saying there's a lot of viral videos out there. I mean, we've all watched some some people fight at Walmart or... Hilarious. Or, or just, like, fat guys fall over, but... No, can you go to Twitter? Uh, oh, Twitter. You want to go to Twitter? I, Twitter is the... That, my favorite search engine for something that happened recently, actually. Uh, it's uh, To me, it's surpassing Google. Um, cat Stadium. There's just, your favorite. Just search Cat Stadium. Okay. Cat Stadium. Alrighty. Videos? Not that one. Okay. Not that one. Not that one. A lot of not angles. that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. This is the one. It's not that one. Can you go to videos in the up, up, up top? Press escape. Go to videos. Don't be indignant though, right? Because this is uh, this is insane. Where did you get indignation from? I don't know. Maybe I misread it. Um, okay, videos. videos. Click on videos. Uh, One clip was labeled "Fallen Cat Caught by Flag." Yeah, that's what happened. I know, but it was the wrong angle. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. We are seeing just some incredible footage of this cat from every angle you could get. You know what? Can you go to Bob Maneri's Instagram? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Can you go to Bob? No, I know you're serious. <laughs> just, just Google Bob Maneri, M-E-N-E-R-Y. I hope someone adopted that cat and that story ended. They lost it. No one can find it. Oh, damn. 
spoiler alert, M-E-N-E-R-Y. That that works. And then the cat video, and don't have any sound on. Oh, it's, pr- what a turn of events. <laughs> Bob Neri's Instagram with 2.9 million followers is private. It's that crazy is- to think about, like, maybe the stars are telling us something, that this viral video does not have to be uh, broken down with the perfect director Fine. of photography pick one angle you're right <laughs> i really thought that bob maneri i didn't want to go there first because he does some voiceover watch this watch this okay all right so this cat is hanging by a thread like delaney in below deck yeah it's like delaney in below deck this poor thing. By the way, look at that pussy that won't bother, like, stretch himself over the... I know. <laughs> the cat is saved in the American flag. Now, I love that take. Let's go back and freeze frame on this fucking empty gesture right here. Look at this fucking guy. This is this is the let me know if you need anything of, of heroic animal saving acts. I mean we this got guy screen record on killed. your computer. This is the guy that's in the elevator and the doors are closing and you're walking up to get the uh, elevator. <laughs> this guy is a disgusting human being. We screenshot this. We screenshot this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but why are you not more blown away by this cat, Pat? I, I understand the buildup was a bit much, but it's hanging there like scar. We've talked about this. I think the this. thing could have hit the concrete and it probably would have been okay. Because it's like it's a very light uh, animal. I don't know. Um, what What is it called? It would have hit the rail and broke its back. What is it called? Uh, uh, fatal velocity? Terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. It's not light enough to not reach terminal velocity from that height. I think it probably would have uh, splatted. Uh, and thank God for America. Thank God for America. See, that, that's like to- the most beautiful ending of it. It was caught by the American flag. Yeah, we talked about this on Below Deck, but this video is uniquely geared to you for a couple reasons. Wisconsin feral cats, right? Right. Right. Uh, Wisconsin people hate cats, right? It's a dog state. That's a thing. That's a thing you say. I don't. I don't believe okay. that. We don't like feral cats. All right. So, um, also, you're a patriot. This patriot. cat is saved by the flag of these United States. I am not xenophobic. I just think America is the best country in the world, and right. all other countries aren't as good. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And also, you're a millennial. We grew up with Disney. This cat is Scar in this video. This video was made for real Nick Davis. It's so true. Uh, I love the video. I- I'm sorry. We I love get this video, too. Angle. <laughs> <sighs> I know you guys are going to be asleep today. I- I'll send it to you guys. Okay. You know what? You can hang on to it. Man, it could, it could just give you the chills. All right, that's it for us, guys. Jump in the comments. Let us know uh, your favorite gnome story. Uh, if you hate John Mulaney, if you love Drew Barrymore, uh, if you've seen this cat video, and guys, go watch this and look for the man in the orange shirt and the green hat. This man should be executed. Um, the angle I wanted to show you guys, <laughs> yeah. they pull the cat out of the flag and a woman holds it up like Simba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Oh, like Simba. <laughs> yeah, to allude further to 
I would say the great my in my personal opinion the greatest Disney movie of all time. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, if you're not including Pixar, but even if you are including Pixar, you still Disney. Mm, Wally's around. Wally. Wally. Is. Are you holding a Wally candle to Lion King? One hundred percent. Oh my! Wally's God. a great movie and like a look into our future, but Lion King is just a, mo- it's a movie. Shakespearean perfection. All right, that's it for us. I'm Dylan saying goodnight. Nick, say goodnight. Goodbye, Pat. Bye. <laughs>